Happy. Okay, okay, okay. Happy. Babe, you terrible. You sing Happy Birthday to me or him? Oh, sing, sing. So, <laughs> From the moment we met, we was like, I don't know, what's the word? We we clicked. We was we was yeah like the it was to me like it was scary how fast we clicked and how like genuine the bond was because I never experienced something like that before and it was like you know it's scary like somebody like me I don't really like to open up much so I felt like. You know, like, what's going on here? This is Samaria Nisa. Okay. So, Pop <laughs> was shooting a video in Canarsie. And um, my mother, she still lives in Flatbush. So, I was with her that day. We was just driving around. And she literally pulled over to, like, put an address in the GPS. So, I'm across the street. Like, we're waiting for whatever. I'm really just bored. And I go... I think he was shooting the video for... Um, 100,000 on a cool, yeah, yeah, you know the song? So I crossed the street. Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than 88 million in prizes, ranging from 50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Samari is a college student in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. Her and Pop's story starts one day in late October 2019. Like, literally at this time, I had no, like, I, obviously everybody in Brooklyn knew who Pop Smoke was. And I know the songs, I know his voice, everybody know his voice. Hello. But I really did not know what he looked like. I'm like recording and I remember like if I show the video from that day, like you can tell I have no idea which one is Pop Smoke. I know he's amongst these people, but I have no idea. So I'm like recording the people that's dancing and I'm about to walk away because I'm like, okay. And then like as I'm walking away, somebody stops me and he's like, Pop Smoke wants your number. So I'm like, okay, I get. And I'm like looking around, still trying to see like, you know, who it is. So then when he finally pointed him out, he took a picture, I gave him my number, and that was it. Pop was never the type to be shy when he saw a girl he was interested in. And literally, as soon, I remember I got back in my mom's car, we drove off. Like, as soon as we drove off, he calls me on FaceTime. And he's like, he's just looking at the camera, like, smiling, like, cheesing. I'm like, hi. <laughs> I'm like, hi, like, and he's like, he started talking, like, you look so good. And I'm like, I'm with the, I'm in, I, I had to stop him. Like, I'm in the car with my mom, just standing third. Like, I would text you, we talk later. He's like, all right, you know. Yeah, so that's how we met. Welcome to Complex Subject, Pop Smoke. It's a show about how a kid from Canarsie, Brooklyn, took his neighborhood sound and its beefs and used it all to become a superstar and how it all got taken away too soon. This is episode five, Some Special. I'm your host, Punch. So far, we've been telling you the story of how Pop became a star. But today, we're going to take a different route. We're going to get a little personal. Our reporter, Sean Sotero, and producer Shiva Bayat talked to Samaria about what it was like to date Pop Smoke as a star was on the rise.
Do you go by Samaria, Mari? What do you What do you prefer? Um, to the public, Mari. Mari. Okay, great. Um, cool. So Mari, I guess. Well, actually, you can say Samaria. Samaria told Sean the day after she met Pop, he had a surprise for her. He's like, "Get ready, I'm coming to get you." And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> like." And um, I remember we went. He had. That next day was the day of his performance at Powerhouse. Powerhouse is a big concert that Power 105 puts on every year at the Prudential Center. Meek Mill, Migos, The Baby, Megan Thee Stallion, even Little Baby, they were all performing. Pop was going to be the surprise guest during Meek's set, but first, he needed some new clothes. And um, I remember we went shopping for like an outfit for him to wear and um he tried to play me he was in the store and i remember i had on my yeezys and they was a little like they was busted but like you know what i'm saying so i had on my yeezys and we're in the store buying him a whole new outfit and i'm not even thinking i'm going with him i'm thinking we're just getting him an outfit you know so he looks like like he gets his outfit he looks at me like up and down he looks at me up and down he like yeah she needs some new shoes so i'm like (laughs) Like, excuse me? Samaria says she was used to having guys' attention, but she wasn't used to someone being so curious about her life. The second day when you're driving in the car, like, what kind of conversation is he making? So he wanted to know everything about everybody that I knew. Like, who did you date? Who did you used to talk to? Where was this? Who's your friends? Who's your close friends? Who you don't fuck with? Who you don't like? He wanted to know everything everything about me, like, right then and there. So he showed a lot of interest? Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Pop's still talking a mile a minute as they drive from the store straight to the powerhouse show. That was the first time I saw him perform. You know... For me, it was like kind of surreal, but I'm trying to keep like keep my cool because I don't want to be that one, like you know that one girl. Because we're like we walk in and it's like as soon as we he, he was sharing a dressing room with Meek Mill, so we're walking. Meek Mill's there. This person did that person did. So I'm just like you know in my phone, mind my business. Wow, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. In the days after the show, Samaria says she still wanted to keep her guard up. He was ready right away, like to just run out the gate. But like I was like. You know, like, we should do this a little more. We should, like, date or we should link outside, like, things like that. But Pop persisted. We went out to eat. We went to the movies. We went shopping. Sometimes we just drove around, you know, until I finally started, like, feeling uncomfortable to go to his house. And, you know, and after that, we was, like, pretty much together all the time. Okay, all right, hold that look back, though. You know, he would be wherever. He would be texting me, like, what you doing, where you at? He would just pull up, pull up. Like, I could be, sometimes I wouldn't even be home. I'd be at my friend's house. But, you know, like, he would just come get me, and I'll be gone for however long. What's a movie you guys would went to together? We went to see Queen and Slim together. Like, we were one of the last people to see. We saw it, like, I think Christmas Eve. Samaria started to see a side of Pop that not many other people did. I mean, 
I know I definitely didn't. We would play all day. Like, that's what we do. That's the best moments. He'll put on, like, an old live show, maybe, that he used to like back in the day, and he'll do the dance, and he'll try to make me do the dance. What kind of music was he? would he listen to when he had control over the stereo? It's this one live performance by from Gregory Isaac that he used to always play. <laughs> he used to always play. And the first song that he come out to is, um, oh my God, what's the song? My number one. You know that song? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, so he comes out to that song, he's like this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Pop was literally like stand in the corner of the TV and come out with him like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's how goofy he was. Soon, Samaria was meeting another main woman in Pop's life. His mom, Audrey. When you finally met his family. You know, what What were they like? What was his relationship with them like? His only family member that I met was his mom, because obviously he's lived there for however long that we were talking. So, yeah, his mom's really nice. She's probably the opposite of what you would expect Pop Smoke's mom to be like. She's a teacher. Like, I don't want to say strict, but they're, she's like a teacher mom, like, you know? So it was funny to me when I met her. I'm like, wow, this is your mom? Like, that's crazy. Like, you know, like, he was raised right. He had morals. He had standards. What was his uh, dynamic with his mom? Like, how would he interact with her? It was funny to me. Like, I don't know how they would describe it personally, but for me, it was funny. She was funny. They reminded me of each other, but, like, probably for that same reason, they used to butt heads. Like, you know, like, it was, like, funny little jokes. Like, if they ever did, it was, like, sarcastic and sly. It was, like, always, like, a funny little vibe between them. You know, she might say something, and then he might joke and be like, well, I paid for this house. And then she might be like, oh, yeah, because you're Pop Smoke. Like, you know, like, because to her, it's, like, Pop Smoke, her son. So she's like, okay, I forgot you was this big celebrity who got bread and think you something now. Me and Mom was one big step in that relationship. But using the W word, that was another. He introduced me as his wife, and he would tell me, like, he'll be like, this is my wife, and he'd be like, yo, this is da-da-da. How did you feel when he first first started using the word wife? I remember I was like, okay, like, okay. But I don't know. Like, I feel like through most of it, he was being very, very open and kind of just, like, pouring out everything how he feels to me. And... I was not as open, so I was kind of just like, you know, like listening, taking everything with a great assault, kind of, you know, like, like, okay, call me his wife. I'm not about to, you know, like, I'm not about to be a chicken head. <laughs> like, what the heck? But, you know, like, yeah, it made me feel special. It made me feel even more special when I saw that that was my name in his phone. She liked that image in her mind, that no matter who he was with, when he got that call from her, that they'd see who she was to him. But as 2019 turned into 2020, the situation became more tense. Did you see him change at all during that period? Like as he got more famous and he's like doing songs with Travis Scott and all this kind of stuff? He got more private, I would say. When we come back, the honeymoon comes to an end and the real world intrudes. 
Welcome back. By January 2020, Pop's first project, Meet the Woo, had come out. His second, Meet the Woo 2, was in the works. Universal Records started paying for his security after some prodding by Stephen Victor. And of course, Pop was facing a federal case for allegedly stealing a car. People around him, like his lawyer Peter Frankel, were warning him to lay low. People became more aware of him, and the more he was in the public eye, the more he really had to be careful, you know, who he associated with, where he went, what he did, how he did it, because you know, people want something from him. And um, with respect to law enforcement, it happened to be information. He's talking about Pop's federal arrest in January, you know, when the cops were trying to squeeze him to rat on the 823 Crips. You know, his lawyer was like, yo, Pop, you can't hang out with this guy, you can't hang out with that guy, you got to stay away from these guys. That's Stephen Victor, the head of Pop's label. I remember I had a conversation with him, and I went to go see him, and he was like, yo, you know, so-and-so, that's my heart. Like, I love him, I love, I can't, I can't, you know? But Samaria said Pop did start to move more discreet after those convos. He was determined to protect his friends. If that meant being more low-key on social media, or skipping out on some shows, or even leaving Canarsie, he'd do it. Pop even began the paperwork to change his name from Bashar Jackson so that only a couple of people would know his government name. He got more private, I would say. Yeah. He got a lot more private. Like, with himself, with me, I remember we had a conversation about it. Like, in general, that's part of the reason why I think he moved. In the winter, Pop moved from his mom's house in Canarsie to Edgewater, New Jersey. That's where a lot of rappers go when they get too hot to stay local. He felt like too many people knew where he was at. Like, you know, like, they happened real fast. Like, really fast. I don't know, at first, obviously, he didn't want to leave the hood. Like, it was a lot. But he started to realize, you know, like, what it comes with and that he has to move differently. Can you tell me, like, he... So he starts thinking, like, oh, I have to be more private. Like, what did that mean in terms of, like, the conversations he had with you? Like, did he ask anything special of you about when you were together, how you talked about him to friends or didn't? Like, what what did it mean for you? Like, at first, when we first met, for my own personal reasons, I never wanted to, like, be open with posting him or people knowing we're together just because I didn't even really know what was going on. Like, you know, like, we wasn't officially like hardcore exclusive the only thing we were sure about was how we felt about each other like literally at first he used to be like nah if you post this it's gonna go up like he used to try to encourage me like nah fuck out of here if you post this right here like the whole gram will shut down trust me trust me this time like he used to try to encourage me to post it and i used to be like nah like you're wild like this is hot like this is mad hot you know and i used to post little shit like i used to be in a rave i used to post a sailor and i used to Post like, you know, like little stuff so that people will have to put it together. And people was putting it together, but like nobody was too sure of anything. And then like around the time that he felt like he needed to be more private, I remember he was telling me like, you know, like I need to watch what I post. So Samaria could be as careful as she wanted, but she couldn't control what she saw. So he had bought another girl a watch, like an iced out watch. 
That watch was everywhere on social media. Even the jeweler posted about it and tagged the other woman. Let's just say that's not an easy pill to swallow. Not proud of it, but we actually got into a really big argument right before he left. This all happened in the middle of February as Pop was getting ready to leave town for what he thought would be a routine trip to L.A. We had a really big argument, and then we had a really long phone conversation about it, and he was, like, just being really, really reassuring, and he was just like, don't worry about that, this, that, third. And I was trying to listen to him, but, like, you know, I was obviously thinking what I was thinking in my head. So I remember, like, even, like, the, literally the day before all that, I was texting him, like, like you know, I still feel away, this, that, and third. And I guess it's understandable, but looking back, I just, I hate that. Like, I hate that moment. I hate that. Like, I should have just dropped it, you know? They didn't talk for a full day. And then Pop tried to plead with her one more time. You remember the last message you got from him? Um, hold on. I can't see it. It was, I think it was the day before. Sorry. But I do think, I think it was the day before. You can take your time. It's okay. Yeah, please. He said, stop worrying about shorty. Gangsta, I already told you where it is. You know I love you, you know how we rock. That's what I said. And I never applied to him. Wow. That was the last text he ever sent her. Next time, we come to the end of our story. I ended up getting on the phone with, with Ben and Shiv, and he was like hysterical. And he was like, yo, Pop got shot, Pop got shot. The final day of Pop Smoke's life and the chaotic hours after his death. That's next on Complex Subject, Pop Smoke. Complex Subject, Pop Smoke, is a Spotify original podcast in partnership with Complex. This episode was written and reported by Sean Sotero. Our senior producer is Shiva Bayan. Our associate producer and sound designer is Mira El-Rahim. Our editor is Audrey Quinn. Our engineer is William Smith. Original music by Johnny Baker. Additional research done by Sophia Steinert-Evoy. Executive producers from Spotify include Gina Delvac and Jifa Yador. Executive producers from Complex include Donnie Kwok, Nick Wang, and Justin Killian. Special thanks to Alec Friedman, Jessica Dow, Eric Skelton, Chancel Correa, Taliba Newman, and Jennifer Stewart. I'm your host, Punch. <laughs>